This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. And you know, states are opening, they're reopening finally. It's a slow process, it's not fast, and so we're going to have some economic activity resuming. And it's going to be in phases, we all know that. And, you know, some states are going to be more reluctant to do so than others. I mean, some states are already open all the way, isn't uh, Florida and Texas open all the way? I think they they are not positive about that. So, as an investor, you're going to ask yourself, well, what do I do now? What do I invest in now? You know, when our economy gets back to speed, what will it look like? The COVID-19 crisis has been and may continue to be transformational in a lot of different ways. Certain industries may never recover or be maybe reconfigured, you know, because there might be a new normal. And I think there will be in certain areas. I'm going to have one of them as a talking point. Uh, another example, you know, the restaurant business. You know, if they are not able to open up with a sizable percentages of their of their seating capacity, I mean, if they can't, if they have to open up with 25 or 50 percent, most restaurants cannot survive. They will not survive. Of course, that's going to impact all kinds of workers, waitresses, bartenders, chefs, restaurant suppliers, suppliers, cooks, I mean, uh, dishwasher, you name it. Every person that works in a restaurant business. So... There's going to be a lot of information we're going to have to figure out how it's going to really result. And what if people don't really want to go back to restaurants? You know, what if they don't? Is that changed permanently or at least for a long time? I don't know. So, as investors, you're going to have to figure out what businesses, what industries, or how they're going to change and how much money you want to dedicate to those types of stocks. What stocks should you avoid? What industries should you avoid? What should you, uh, uh, you know, put higher higher percentage of your assets to work in? We've made that decision at KPP. Have to. Okay, so we got to talk about that. Now, I want to talk to you about that, but you got to call. My number is eight 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 ninety nine chart. I'm Steve Peace, and I hope you'll call me, and uh, because that's how we do, that's what this show is all about: talking to you, answering your investment question. We do that through the Invest Talk Radio program and through the podcasts. Uh, I'm hoping to make you a better investor. That's the goal. The one way Justin and I do that is implementing our philosophy of independent thinking, shared success. We are different from other investment advisors because we are dedicated to unbiased guidance here. We don't buy guidance. We don't listen to others. We decide on our own. And we recommend only investment strategies that we implement for ourselves. I buy and sell the same things for myself as I do my clients. Same price, same percentage. So get on the phone. I'm ready for your calls, 888-99-CHART. Now, during this COVID-19 stay-at-home situation, we are still, <coughs> excuse me, still haven't, uh, still postponed our travel trips. And I'm not sure when to start them up, to be perfectly honest. I'm not, not positive when I should do that, when people are comfortable. But we'll see. But we will set them up. But we are doing things that, you know, 
has changed the business model, right? As I'm talking about. So our business model changed a little bit. And we're doing the you know, portfolio reviews and discussions over the phone through Skype or anywhere else we can instead of in person. And, you know, it's 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 working pretty well. I don't want to complain about it. I just like to meet the people that I, my clients, I really do like. But now i got to meet them over the phone or through Skype or some other way. It's just different, but it's changed what I've done, you know, what I'm used to doing. But that's okay. you got to adapt. So if you want to meet with us so we can take a look at your portfolio, I'd be happy to do that. Go to investtalk.com, send me an email, or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California, and give you know we'll talk about it and set up a time, take a look at your portfolio, and see what we can do to help you. My main talking point today, at least six prominent tech companies are considering permanently moving a large percentage of their employees to work from home status. Now, is that a great idea? Well, it's already moving toward that, but this COVID virus pushed that heavily. So we're going to talk about that because, you know, it isolates workers. You know, one of the things you got to think about. Anyways, we'll take a look at that trend. I got some other things I want to talk about. Two-thirds of mutual fund managers say stocks are still in a bear market. Well, are they? And then... A new paradigm for stocks expect expect permanently higher valuations. Why why would that be a new paradigm? Why would we expect higher permanent higher valuations? A really interesting article I read, and I wanted to share that with you. And finally, new rules by regulators to refinance Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae mortgages. There are some new rules. These rules actually make it easier. So those are the three, four things I want to talk about today. But, of course, you come first, whatever's on your mind first, and then we'll talk about these things that I've just mentioned. The market was down. The Dow was down 390. The Nasdaq down 50. And the SP down 31. Well, you know, they remember how big up yesterday was, so it gave back part of that today. So we'll see, you know, market is, you know, in flux. Even as we're opening up, we're not sure what this is opening up is going to look like. We really don't know. I think it's going to take a while before us to get back to what we were doing. I mean, a while meaning year, two years, three years, not just a few months. So, anyways. So, we have a good number of voice bank questions in our inventory. we got to get to them. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, yeah. My name is Zach. Do you think it's a good idea to buy into oil and petroleum and energy stocks. I had purchased 220 shares of Oasis Petroleum at 25 cents a share. It's up to 50 cents a share right now. So I guess my main question to you is, do you think it's going to keep going up to where it used to be at its 52-week high of $7 a share, or should I take my profit and run Okay, well, you know, I've been saying uh, I like the big integrated oil companies, and I still do. Uh, oil prices are starting to come up. Um, so Oasis Petroleum is OAS. OAS is the symbol. Explorers produces oil, natural gas in the Wilson Basin in North Dakota, Montana. So it's you know, a fracking company. They're going to lose 78 cents a share this year and 82 cents a share next year. So they're going to lose money in the next couple of years. And the oil prices have fallen. So 
I don't think this is something that it's only a $171 million company. This is a highly speculative company. And no, I don't think it's going to go back to where you need it to be. They're losing money at the oil prices. Where the, I think oil has to be $40, $50 a barrel for these kind of companies to, to make it. So I would be out. I'd take my profits and run. That's what I would do. Um, it's too small, too risky. And it's a tough business, that oil. You're listening to Mess Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And during this time, we in the social distancing guidelines require most of us to wear, work at home or if we go out, got to wear a mask, you know, those kinds of things. I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we post on our website. You can do that from home, right? So at investtalk.com, you can click on the investment programs link. This is where you can learn about the various investment strategy opportunities we offer through KPP Financial. For example, uh, check out the Balanced Income Program. It offers a, a pretty decent, really good blend of growth and interest. Income and with the possibility of growth with a lot less risk. That's why I like it. If you want more risk, you know, more growth, you check out the Dynamic Growth Program. Anyways, those are the those are just two of them. So start exploring investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk, and now more states are reopening their economy. There has been some open revolt in some cities and counties. So where's it all going, and what does it mean for market investors? Steve and Justin welcome your calls. Invest Talk, eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hello, Justin or Steve. My name is Joel. I'm from Maine. I'm a new investor for about four or five months now. I was interested in the company Teladoc, T-D-O-C. I haven't really heard you guys speak of it on the show. I've owned small positions for the past month or so, just for small gains, kind of playing with it. I was wondering if you thought the stock would settle down after what was going on right now, as far as the pandemic, or if you thought the company had more room to grow. And if so, what you would be a buyer at as far as price went. I look forward to the answer, and I appreciate your show and all your advice. I've learned a lot. Thank you. Bye. Okay, Teladoc Health Inc. It's a TDOC headquarters in New York. Provides on-demand healthcare services with over three thousand board-certified physicians. So that that business is becoming more popular. You know, especially if you could, you know, with the the coronavirus, people staying at home and trying to see their doctor, don't go in to see a doctor, that's very uh, problematic. First of all, the doctors don't have the access to the hospitals they normally have because they're saving up for coronavirus patients, which not that many showed up, <laughs> right? Must, everybody was off about the numbers. And uh, so they were doing a lot of tele, tele, uh, telephone doctoring, you know, online doctoring. Uh, and I think, that, I think that's a trend that's going to continue. I do. Now, this company doesn't make money. It's never made money. It's not going to make money next year. It's $175 stock. So you can see how popular the idea has become. So it's going to, sales are growing very fast. It grew 41% last quarter. Quarter before that, 27%. So probably sales has jumped up, but it has, still has not made any money. It's still not going to make any money 
and they just announced not that long ago an $800 million uh, uh, convertible debt offering. Convertible notes, that means you can convert that into stock. That means the current stockholders are going to be diluted by about 8% or so. Uh, I think it's made the run that it's going to make. I mean, it used to be $60 a share a year ago, uh, less than a year ago, and now it's $175, and they don't make any money. So I wouldn't buy this. I wouldn't chase it. Uh, if I had some and I had and I ran it up that much, I'd be taking some profit off the table. I don't know if I get out completely, but I certainly would take profit off the table. Let's go to Saeed. Saeed in Oakland. How you doing, Saeed? You want to talk about Alibaba? Yeah, Alibaba. The, the prices that keep going up, and uh, I wonder if it's still good to buy it. They're gonna have a earning coming up this week. What do you think? Alibaba scares me. Um, I, I, you know, who they are, everybody. They are Chinese out of Hong Kong, provides global online mobile retail marketplace via Tabao.com and Tmall.com and other sites. So it's like the Chinese Amazon, okay? That's kind of what they say they are. The sales have been growing according to the numbers, mid 30s consistently for the last four quarters, 36, 35, 37, and 41% going back. They're going to make $8.50, so the stock is selling for 217 Why am I worried about it, Saeed? i tell you why. It's a Chinese company, and I'm worried about all Chinese companies because of the stress that the U.S. and China relations is going to, go, going to be under. So they're talking about making all the Chinese company compliant. Chinese companies traded on our exchanges compliant with with uh, uh, general accounting principles. And if they do, their numbers are going to change. And they're not going to change for the better. They're going to change for the worse. That's why I was worried about it. I don't think I chase it here. You're listening. Thank you for the call, Saeed. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And if you're serious about achieving financial freedom. You have to get prepared. You've got to be prepared for that market volatility. So, how do you do that? Well, you're trying to you're trying to achieve a strategic balance. You're trying to understand what your risk tolerance is. Okay? So, I invite you uh, to contact me or Justin. Set up an appointment. I'd be happy to talk to you. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein Investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Please give me a call. Talk about anything financial. My main talking point today, at least six prominent tech companies are considering permanently moving a large percentage of their employees to work from home status. Now, is that a good idea? Anyways, uh, Twitter has said that employees have the option of never coming back to the office to work. While Facebook and Google and Alphabet uh, Salesforce.com and Slack Technologies have all said they don't expect workers to back in the office in this year, till 2021. Not, not at all this year. So, 
that's that's six pretty big companies. I know Apple's not on the list. Microsoft is not on the list. But those are big companies. Twitter, Google, uh, Salesforce. You know, those are big, big companies. So that's a lot of people. It's hard not to see 20 to 40% of the, of the workforce be remote, says Slack CEO. 20 to 40%. This is going to change. Okay, think about it. It's going to change real estate, isn't it? It'll change. It's going to change the outlook for commercial real estate. I mean, this is a pretty far-reaching. I mean, if it was just a few, that's fine. But when we're talking huge numbers, huge numbers, well, that's very different. It's going to make a lot of a lot of changes out there. Now, not all of them good. Now, when you work from home, you're working by yourself. Okay, you have to be self-motivated. And you get pretty darn, I think, lonely. I would be very lonely just working by myself at home. And, of course, technology companies, you know, people are pretty much loners as it is, right? Because they're just work, 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 and they're looking at a computer all day. But, you know, they do have some outlet meeting people in their in their office, but not when you're working from home. I have a brother-in-law who's a programmer who's worked from home for the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years. And loves it. Always has. The, he hates going into the office. Likes, he likes to work at home. But, of course, he stays up in his room all day long and into the night. I mean, that's what a programmer does. So is this going to be a good thing? I, I don't think it's good nor bad. Uh, they It's interesting that in the last couple of months, they've seen an uptick in productivity from these workers at home. But apparently, the home force, sales force, people at home... When they're working at home, they feel pretty isolated. They feel like they're disconnected from the office and what's going on there. And there's been surveys saying they're very concerned about their jobs disappearing. And they say they work more hours when they're tech, the tech workers do. So, uh, is that healthy? I don't know. See, I, one of the things I like about going to the office personally Go to the office, you work, stay there until your work is done or until however late you want. Then when you leave there, you can turn it off. You don't have to, like, be on duty the whole time. When I'm home, during this time when we've been working home, I feel like I'm on duty all the time. So, you know, if the phone rings, i got to go check it out. It might be an office ring. Or, you know, maybe one of my guys are talking to me. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I'm on duty. I don't get to turn it off. I think that's going to be an issue, too. But I also think it's here to stay. Working from home is here to stay. So I think the changes it's going to make is permanent. And I think it just got accelerated through this COVID virus thing. Accelerated working from home. We are becoming more and more able to work from our computers anywhere because the speed is really fast now. You can... Work from home just as fast as you have. Remember the dedicated lines? You had to be in office. Not anymore. Everything's in the cloud or almost everything's in the cloud, it seems like. So it it just lends itself to work at home or work on the go or work wherever you want to work. So I do think it's going to continue. Continue and get bigger and bigger and bigger of our workforce. But it is going to have some pretty dramatic changes on real estate. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Here's, uh, as usual, we try to keep things moving. Here's a call that came in earlier. 
Hey guys, love the show. Just wanted to ask if there's any finance books that you love that kind of left a permanent impact on the way you invest. Something I could check out. Thanks, guys. Oh man, I have lots of <laughs> lots of books. Uh, my, my favorite book, and it's really not a finance book, but it sure helped me understand the craziness of herd mentality. And it's on my website. We have a book list on our website, investtalk.com or kppfinancial.com. And it's the, uh, the book is titled uh, um, Creative Destruction. And it describes how new companies are created and old companies are destroyed all the time. And therefore, when you're investing, you really want to you really want to st- stick with the creative company. Be away, stay away from the destroying. The company's going to be destroyed. Okay, so trivia questions. As you know, every time I ask a trivia question about this time, we're talking about hotel sector. Hotel sector got hit pretty big. Um, with the revenue down about 76%, by the way. Okay, so as we go to break, how many, of ho- how many hotel properties are there in the United States? And what is the largest publicly traded hotel chain? I'll have the answer at the, after the break, but now we are taking your market and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. Numbers are elusive. But if it goes to zero, do you lose all your money? They're always changing. Their debt-to-equity ratio is fairly low. Invest Talk listeners know it's all about the numbers. I'm 82. I'm interested in knowing what the recommended withdrawal rate would be. So the questions keep coming. Hi, Steve and Justin. I am question regarding real estate. Everything counts. I was wondering if you could shed a little bit more light on ExxonMobil. Jason, El Segundo, how you doing? Let's go to Robert in San Leandro. He wants an ETF follow-up. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, thank you for your continued support. I really appreciate your insight and your understanding of the market and financial business. Since it all started, the total number of InvestTalk downloads has now exceeded 22 million. Hi, Steve and Justin. I've been listening to you guys for two years, and I absolutely love your show. InvestTalk.com. You are listening to InvestTalk. The COVID-19 pandemic has turned everything upside down. But are we now seeing some light at the end of the tunnel? You've got finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have answers. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I gave you a trivia question. How many hotel properties are there in the United States, and what is the largest publicly traded hotel chain? Well, there are over 54,000 hotel properties in the United States, offering approximately 5 million total guest rooms. For comparison... Russia has about 260,000 hotel rooms. Remember, we have 5 million. Wyndham Worldwide, WH is a symbol, is the world's biggest chain uh, with the number of hotels having 8,092 hotels in 66 different countries on six continents. Between January 1st and March 30th, Wyndham stock had lost 49% of its value in a period when the S&P 500 declined about 21%. Wyndham stock has rebounded somewhat. It is trading now near the mid-40s. It had been in the mid-60s. And one of the most famous hotels, New York's Waldorf Astoria. Have you ever been there? Seen it? 
constructed in two parts during the 1890s. Today, the hotel has about 1,400 rooms, but who owns it? You know those old hotels in New York? Those hotel rooms are very, very small, but they're very, very expensive. So who owns it? In October 2014, the Anbag Insurance Group, based in China, purchased the Waldorf Astoria in Manhattan for $1.95 billion, making it the world's most expensive hotel ever built. Waldorf Astoria. Astoria. Anyways, uh, former U.S. President Hubert Hoover, who lived there from the end of his presidency in 1933 until he died in 1964, he lived at the hotel. General Douglas MacArthur spent his last 14 years in a penthouse at the Waldorf Astoria. Towers, I Composer Cole Porter lived out his last 25 years of life in an apartment at the Waldorf Towers also. Like General MacArthur and Hoover Hoover, Cole Porter also died in 1964. Interesting. Pretty famous. Place. Anyways, 888-99-CHARGE, our number 888-992-4278. We have a pretty good page going, so let's jump back into a voice bank. The question, this question came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin, Steve. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Wanted to know about DCP Midstream and what your thoughts are on growth of it. I already own it, so uh, I wanted to hear what y'all think about it. Also, I want to know if y'all are actually uh, fiduciaries, so I look forward to hearing my uh, the answer on this upcoming show. Thank you. Yes, we are fiduciaries. Uh, it makes no sense as a money manager not to be a fiduciary and in fact we take it one step further as I said before many times we buy the same things for ourselves as our clients same percentage so our performances are the same uh, in the various programs we have <clears throat> that I think we should put our money where. okay DC midstream DCP is a symbol it's a master limited partnership engaged in natural gas gathering treatment processing transportation processing natural gas Remember, it's a master limited partnership, so you're going to get K-1s, meaning you're a partner. When you buy this, you're a partner in the company. And as a partner, you get K-1s, not you know 1099s for tax purposes. So it's a little bit different tax treatment. Okay, they lost $1.05 a share in 2019. They're going to lose 29, a share, 29 cents a share this year. And they say they're going to make 89 cents a share next week. They say they're going to rebound. The only reason why you buy one of these is for the dividend. The dividend is pretty high. Stock is trading at $9.16. So the dividend was it's, it was uh, last year's at that price of $9 is 17%. It probably won't stay that high. Uh, they have very good cash flow, $2.02. And they don't have as much debt as other MLPs. It's if if you're going to buy an MLP, this is one of the better ones. Um, I don't care for that tax treatment. So make sure. Let's say you buy this in your um, IRA. You're going to get a K one, meaning you're probably. I'm not an expert in taxes. You want to talk with your accountant, but you may be paying taxes on that money and that dividend because it's a K one, not a ten in a retirement type. Okay, 888-99-CHARTER is the number, 888-992-4278. Uh, three, two-thirds, two-thirds of the mutual fund manager, this is a survey, by the way, two-thirds of the mutual fund managers say stocks are still in a bear market. Now, why is that a surprise? Because 
when stocks go up 20% from a low, it is considered a bull back to a bull market, and we are above 20% from the low. But two-thirds of all the money managers, market, uh, mutual fund managers, think we're still in a bear market. So three-quarters expect a, a U or a W recovery, shape recovery. U meaning we've gone down, we go sideways for a while, then we can start going back up for the economy. W shape means it goes down, up, and down, and up again, like a W shape. 10% see, think it's going to be a V recovery in the economy and the stock market. So right now, we're dealing with a V recovery, are we not? Uh, if you're looking at, just type in uh, any index, you know, S&P 500. Okay, it went down sharply, it started to come back, and now it's been moving sideways for the last, all, all, all of May. Kind of with some chattering, pretty big... Uh, Pretty big ups and downs for the month of May. So a W mean it would go right back down, retest that low, and then come back off. That would be a W. A U-shaped, well, we might not be already be out of the U-shape because it came back almost, what, 60% from the low. So the only, I don't think the V-shape would have to mean it's going to shoot back up and have a kind of a perverted V because there was a pause in between one of the, the right-hand uh, right side of the V-shaped recovery. So uh, W is pretty probable. Uh, no one really knows. Everybody's guessing. Don't think of this. And even these money managers, both of them are guessing. They don't really know. You know why they're guessing? This is not a normal recession. This is not a normal situation. This has never been done before. We've never shut down the economy on purpose and then try to start it up in piecemeal. We, we never shut down the economy and tried to start it up at all, let alone piecemeal. So no one really knows how this is going to affect the market. Now, the market looks at how much money the government is pushing into the system from both the Federal Reserve point of view and from the Congress and, and President on if they'll ever agree on the infrastructure spending or that next spending bill that that uh, the Congress pushed forward, the House pushed forward and the Senate rejected, but they're going to come up with something. And that's going to be a big, another big spending, right? another big spending bill. All that money telling the market participants that stock market is probably going to recover and the economy is probably going to Recovery. Just don't know when and how much. Just don't know. Let's get another question if we can. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. This is Darren. I have a question for you. Reference all the government spending that's been going on over the past few weeks, and inevitably that is going to lead to some form of inflation, which uh, y'all have said it's best to be in stocks and in gold at that time, or it's good to be in them at that time. So my question is, would you recommend a gold ETF? Would you recommend a gold stock? Would you recommend actually physical gold coins? I just don't know how to get in on the gold market and just curious what, what you think the best way to do that is before that becomes more valuable than it already is. I uh, appreciate your help. Bye. Okay, I would not buy the actual physical gold. I would not buy that because you have to pay a pretty hefty commission to buy and a pretty hefty commission to sell it. Uh, we have been buying gold mining companies. 
we've going back well before even last year we started buying them and we had been adding to them um, so uh, gold mining companies is what we've done if you're a small investor you're not sure what mining companies you can use they have a couple of ETFs and more than two but the two most well-known that I know is GLD which tracks the that's an ETF GLD tracks the price of gold and GDX which tracks gold miners so you know you can do either one of those uh, Justin and I were talking about it today uh, we think that uh, silver is probably going to start moving or has started moving already a couple days ago and we think it's got a ways to go to catch up so we kind of like the silver play too so listen to us talk I'm Steve Peasley and yes the economy is reopening in phases most of us realize that the resumption of a strong level of economic activity is going to take some time. And while this event plays out, life goes on. The clock is ticking and the calendar advances. So we got to do something. You can't allow your retirement objectives to be controlled by a pandemic. You need to take steps to optimize your portfolio. You know, you got to start thinking a little bit differently. The market always changes, everybody. You have to be able to change with it. That doesn't mean you dramatically get out of all this and dramatically get in all this. It means you have to recognize that it's going to change or is changing and make moves to take advantage. Market's very volatile right now. Take advantage of that. Don't look at it as something negative. Look at something positive. I encourage you to reach out to me or Justin at KPP Financial, our office in Irvine, California. We can help you. We want to help you. Now, whether you're a conservative investor edging closer to retirement or maybe a younger worker looking for more aggressive opportunities, we can customize investment strategy for you. We have we have design strategies, five different ones, going from very risky to very conservative. You're going to be fit in one of these. One of these will suit you, and you'll like it. Okay, and this is all we're, we're all we're all you know the same goal for everybody. You know, financial freedom. That same goal is out there for everybody. You want financial freedom. You want to manage the risk. You want to be comfortable in what you're doing. So that's what we're here for. So get started with a no-cost portfolio review. You can do it right now at investtalk.com. Now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your financial investment questions. We're taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Steve and Justin have just recorded a new rapid-fire hour at a faster pace you can hear answers to 29 caller questions. The podcast download is free. Go to investtalk.com, search April Bonus Show. And now the phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. 888-99-CHART. You know, I'm an avid reader of lots of different things, right? But much of my reading all day is on the stock market. So uh, there's been some articles out there that I've been thinking about, and I think I think that I, I'm going to tell you something that is really a kind of a change from the past. I think we have a new paradigm for stock prices. I think overall stock valuations are going to be higher from now on for for foreseeable future. In other words, the average S&P 500 over what a hundred years is about 15. I think it's, I think that's changed. It's changed 
Probably, I mean, I got some stats out here from about 19, what, 1960 to 2007, the average uh, interest on a 10-year treasury was about 7%, right? 7%, 1960 to 2007, long period. From 2008 on, it's been 2.6%. That's a whole different paradigm on interest rates. And interest rates affects the stock market. The stock market used to range from 5 to 25, from a low of 5 to a high of 25. But since 2008 bottomed, the PE has never been below 10. Okay, even during this crisis we're having now. I, I think with the advent of big tech companies, uh, okay, big tech companies that dominate the indexes, I think we're going to have to reevaluate and say the PE ranges are going to be higher than 15 on a long-term average. I'm thinking you're looking at 18, maybe 18 to 20. Think about all the money, the trillions of dollars being poured in. I think that's going to affect PE ranges. I think it's going to drive them up. I think it's going to keep them high. The Federal Reserve does not let the market fall enough before stepping in. The government steps in to prevent it from getting too deep. That changes. Okay, let's go to Jay in Fremont. How you doing, Jay? Hi, Steve. Steve, I have a question on ticker M Macy's. Uh, do you think it's a uh-huh. good buy now for uh, for at least one year long term? Thank you. Okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, Macy's, I think, it might be one of the retailers that survives but it's really, really high waste. J.C. Penney just recently filed bankruptcy. Not that they're in the same category as Macy's, but the big box stores are in big trouble. It's ongoing trouble. It's not going away, and this COVID-19 pandemic is not helping. It's hurting even more. So even though it's only a $5 stock, and you think, wow, that's pretty cheap, their earnings have been going down consistently every year. Last year, they made two ninety one dollars a share, uh, this year they're going to lose 17 cents. Next year, dollar 44. But notice it's still 291 to a dollar 40. It's still going down. I would avoid it. I wouldn't buy it. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom, and our goal and work will continue. Our work to get to that goal will continue right after this break. So get your questions in. 888 chart. Best talk, the head of U.S. strategy at Morgan Stanley says today's stock market looks like March of 2009 before the longest bull run in history. That story tomorrow. And now Steve Peasley is here. He'll have unbiased answers to your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Bill in North California. How you doing, Bill? Oh, thank you, Steve. I'm just fine. Thanks. Um, re- regarding uh, BGS Foods, um, so they had a big pop in their price uh, last week, and it seems like yep. it's been declining now for a couple of days. And and I just wondered uh, what you what were you you would anticipate. Do you see any news on it, or have you read anything? And you anticipate this? Nothing bad. Price? Nothing bad. Yeah. 
And you know, you really, uh, when if you're looking at charts, you'll see, when you mentioned they popped pretty big last week, which they did. Uh, it's very common when a, any stock have moves up uh, really sharply in a day or two that it gives back some of that the next few days, usually half. Not uncommon. That's common. Even take a look at BGS. Look at the days since the bottom. How many times it's popped up and then given back a little bit of that every time it's popped up. Very common. So don't worry about this as a, you know there's recent three or four days it's pulled back. Uh, that That's normal. So the question is: Is it does it have the horses to go higher? I think it does. I think it. I think it can get to thirty dollars a share. It's at twenty three oh five right now. BGS, everybody, manufactures shelf stable food products, jellies, hot sauces, sold in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, so uh, looking at history, whenever they reach about two dollars a share in earnings, if they did in two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, the stock ranged from thirty one to fifty two. Okay, so here it is at twenty three. They're going to make a dollar ninety nine this year. So and it's at twenty three. That's why I think if it goes back to its normal range, it should get to about thirty dollars a share. Meanwhile, it's paying eight point two percent dividend. So, Bill, I kind of like it if that's what you're saying. I, I wouldn't sell it at this stage. I think it still has a little bit of ways to go. Okay. Thanks for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. Final talking point today. New rules and regulations for refinancing Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae mortgages. The FHA, Federal Housing uh, for the Housing Authority, uh, is going to make it easier to 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 refinance a mortgage at a lower rate for those people who have a forbearance. Just for and what that means is, if you couldn't make your payment and you know you needed to skip a payment or get a, a uh, the Freddie Mac of Fannie Mae to forbear penalizing you for it or forbear, they'll still penalize you, but for, forgive you for that until keep the mortgage and didn't foreclose. They're saying that if you have that, but you still kept paying your mortgage, they may, they're may they going to let you refinance to a lower mortgage rate. Before, you couldn't do that. Could not do that. Before, you had to wait till at least three months after the forbearance expired, I mean, a year. Now you only have to wait three months. So they've changed the rules to try to make it a little easier to, for people, the most needy people that have to refinance at a lower rate. To me, it makes perfect sense. Why would you give, give them a hassle like that? You want them to continue in the mortgage, pay the, the bill. 888 99 Well, I guess we're out of time, aren't we? Everybody, it's uh, it's time to call it a day, I guess, huh? Appreciate your call. Appreciate all the listeners. Oh, I'll just to let you know, you know, we're, you know, probably hardly anybody noticed that we are that season in May. Emergency season is now over with, pretty much over. With, not, and the no one paid much attention because how. Done. Everybody was focused on the coronavirus. This coronavirus thing, I don't know if you noticed how bad the predictions were off. And, you know, and you can't, I, I can't blame them because it's, but it seemed like there was, if we were going to have a million, two million people die, and what were 80, 90,000, that's a tragedy. I understand that. But we shut the whole economy down for them. 
never has that's where everybody was frightened to readjust everybody you me everybody has to readjust our thinking as far as the stock market I'm Steve Peasley completes another investment program turn to in the meantime please remember that you can download our free investor podcast on iTunes Google Play and Spotify and be sure to listen to us review us rate us and tell your friends and family we want to get as many people as we can. And, of course, there's that April Bonus Show podcast out there, too, with 29 questions with quick answers to an hour. Take a listen. Have a good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.